Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nightmares and Cold Ones, a podcast dedicated to watching spooky movies. And yes, you guessed it, drink cold beers. I'm your host, John, and today I'm joined by returning guest host, Jim. What's up, dog? How we doing, bro? How we doing? How we doing? Pretty great on this Sunday night watching the Phillies lose. Of course. Fucking Braves. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, so, usually we'll we'll be watching a movie, then kind of reviewing it. Today, we're switching it up a little bit. We're doing... Uh, what Ronan coined as a free-for-all episode, where we kind of we take a subject in horror and kind of talk about it, very non-structured and all that good shit. I think this is a pretty good idea, too, that you have here. So Why don't you go explain that, bro? So we are covering unexpected horror. So the, the thinking behind this is, if you've ever been watching a movie that's like a comedy or like uh, something lighthearted, and out of nowhere you get like a creepy scene, um, that kind of just throws you off. Happens in my everyday life all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I wake up, I got a weird, you know, pimple on my balls. I'm, I'm scared all of a sudden. It's a horror scene, you know. That's yeah, that kind of a deal. Because you could wake up and be listening, like in a good mood, and you're <laughs> listening to some cheery music, and then, uh, yeah, pimple on your balls. out of Not nowhere. Good. It happens in everyday life. But we're gonna nowhere. we're gonna apply that to movies today. To movies, some of some of your your cult favorites, some of your you know popular favorite movies. Uh, Happens a lot, actually, more yeah, than you think. Yeah, happens more than you would think. Um, so one of the early examples that I thought of, like, from my own viewing, is Pee-wee's... Whoa, bro, wait, wait. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a... Uh, I think I've had this before on the pod. A Joyous IPA from Trogues. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a 6.5 guy, so it's, you know, not a session beer, unless you're... An alcoholic. Yeah, it's got it's got a little well, kick to little it, kick, right? A little, little tiny bit of a kick. Okay, some good stuff. Uh, it's tasting fresh, tasting, delicious. Yep. Poured it into a Pinocchio's glass that I actually stole. Jim stole this glass from me. <laughs> he was very determined to steal it. I had a glass stealing phase back in the the mid two thousand eighteens. Yeah, that was like a that was a thing. I never stole one. I don't think personally. Oh yeah, I was stealing glasses left and right. Co-host Christina myself. stole a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a thing for for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm drinking Pinocchios. Speaking of Pinocchios, which is a collaboration between uh, the Sterling Pig of mm-hmm. Media, Great Brewery, and Pinocchios, one of the the first bottle shops uh, in all of Pennsylvania. So it's pretty awesome that they did that. Yeah. What kind of beer is it? Um, so it's an extra pale ale. Okay. Um, and you know <laughs> they don't actually give me. Oh, they do give me the ABV. It's five point six. So. It's you know it's okay. it's a sessiony beer sessiony tastes delicious so there's a really cool uh, kind of art art thing on here where it's like a pig on Pinocchio's body so holding a beer so I dig that good collab I like it shout out Pinocchio shout out uh, Sterling Pig yep they rule uh, all right I guess uh, we'll jump into the subject a little bit so uh, one of the movies I thought of like one of the iconic creepy scenes out of nowhere for me. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Great now, flick. Awesome flick. In retrospect, it shouldn't be that shocking because it's directed by Tim Burton, who is a, uh, you know, creepy dude, goth, goth guy. Um, the scene in particular that I'm talking about, I think I know, I th- you, you know what I'm going to bring up. Oh, the, yeah. The large truck, uh, truck stop. Uh, I don't know if it's a truck stop, but. Tru- gets picked up by a truck driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Large Marge. Yep. So, uh. Pee Wee's whole thing is like he, he's a an adult child kind of thing, right? And yep. his favorite thing in the world is his bike. 
Yep. Finds out he gets stolen, so he goes on a quest to kind of save it or find it. Uh, in in his uh, quest, he gets picked up by uh, a creepy lady who's t- he's talking about, like, it was on this day 10 years ago, the worst accident that's ever happened on this very road. There's one thing I want to point out, too. Like, you can clearly tell in the movie that they're in a non-moving car that has, yeah. like, fog fans blowing fog past them to make it look like it, they're it's actually... Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. We, we watch it once or twice a year. Um, but she she's going on about the accident, and she's like, and the... I think she's like, and the bodies, the face, it looked like this. And she turns to Pee-wee, and it's an awesome claymation kind of thing that's... I'm sure based off of a Tim Burton drawing, he's like famous for his weird little doodles. Yeah, yeah. And like her her eyes get all bugged out, her face gets super skinny, and she kind of screams at Pee Wee. And watching this as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck is going oh, on? Oh yeah, that'll 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 keep you awake at night for sure. Pee Wee yeah. does his like goofy like scream, Aah! and uh, but eventually, uh, Mar- D- does he head to the bar after that? It's right after like. Lar- yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. She lets him out, and she just, you know, tells him, "Yeah, let, let all the guys know that Large Marge sent you." Large Marge sent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and he goes into like a biker bar type thing, or you yeah. know, like a yeah. truck stop bar. And everyone, it's like very busy. Everyone's like smoking and shit, and just he's like, "Large Marge sent me." Large Marge sent me. Everyone just stops dead, looks at Pee Wee, and they're like, "That <laughs> that can't be possible." Large Marge died on this day ten years ago. On this day, they have a, they have a picture of Large Marge with like a it's like a candlelit vigil kind of thing, <laughs> and it's just like that movie is so. Uh, it's if you go back and watch it, it's like a lot of those like mini vignette kind of things where th- then the scene just ends and it just restarts, goes to the next thing. Yeah, but it's yeah. Just, that was a funny mini mini spooky moment. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely a good one. Good one to kick us off here. Pee-wee, uh, so there's, I think I've brought this podcast up before that I listened to. It's called Blank Check with Griffin and David, where yeah. they, like, take a deep dive into, like, directors and their filmographies, and they cover Tim Burton. And while they're covering Tim Burton, they're just, like, discussing how fucking weird Pee-wee is as a character. Like, it shouldn't work, because he's an adult, creepy guy acting as a child. So, okay, here's the thing about that. So you're probably a little too young for this, but that was like he had a show on Saturday mornings, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I, my mom let me watch it, and I mean, it like, <laughs> I don't think this show would exist today. Um, it's so weird. It's, it's so bizarre. weird. So th- there, there was a, a a bodiless genie that had like kind of a head in a box that he would talk to every night. Uh, what, what, fuck was his name? I forget the genie's name, but like his little chant was. Lick a lick a high, lick a hiney ho. <laughs> that was his fucking chant. And this was on Saturday mornings, and every kid I knew watched it. Like, it, it was just, it was it was weird, you know? Uh, and and that beca- it became that thing where Paul Rubens was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Pee Wee Herman. Like, that was like, it became his identity. And uh, it started out, like, he had like an HBO special that predated the movie and the show. I, think <laughs> I didn't was, know that. I think it was more of an adult kind of thing. Okay. And then it morphed. He morphed the character a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's 
he's a strange dude. I mean, was I shocked when he got caught masturbating in a? Why, why the fuck do those uh, exist? Uh, if not to jerk off in public, the, the adult movie theaters. But I, like, wh- why would why would you go to one? <laughs> I, according to Blank Check, which you know, they said Pee Wee did that because at the time he was living with his mom or something, and he didn't want to bring pornography into the house. So what do you do? You go in public and jerk off. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Not uh, in the grand scheme of like things, bad things in the world. I guess it's not the worst. Oh, it's not. You I know, mean, it's it's embarrassing as it's fuck. It's embarrassing. Right? It's embarrassing as fuck. It's his like, mugshot was rough, dude. Oh uh, yeah, I, you remember, I remember it? One. Like yeah, yeah. His long. He had a uh, he had a resurgence at some point. He he was he was in Mystery Men. Mystery Men. And then I saw sh- that in the theaters, dude. Yeah, 100, yeah, yeah. 100 years ago. Yeah, and then he also showed up in a. Uh, that uh, a Coke movie. The drug movie. Blow, right? Blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in that too. The man yeah. knew Pee Wee. Well, not new anymore. It came out like a few years ago now. Did you see that one? It was on Netflix. There was a Pee Wee movie? Yeah, I think it's called Pee Wee's Big Holiday. No. Or Pee Wee's Holiday. I'm going to have like to watch it now though. But It's fine. It's like a... They're very much like, let's just do Pee Wee's Big Adventure again. It was. It's kind of like that. Trying to cash out on... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. On us, on on the kids that watched it, on the dumb <laughs> people that watched if it. If I knew that, I probably would have watched it. So it's a, it's I, you know, I'd check it out. Netflix puts too much shit out, man. They they just they gotta fucking stop. That's their thing. They just I, I, produce I, a lot of shit, I, I and they hope something it. sticks to the wall. They, they literally throw out way too much content, and I can't keep up with it. And they don't even market their shit well. So, like, that's a famous thing with Stranger uh, Things. Like, they didn't market it any. They didn't market it. Any other way than just by Facebook, and it just weirdly caught fire. Yeah, like, oh, I mean that that has a lot of uh, that's actually done really well. Um, there's a lot of you know nostalgia tied to that. The music's great. The acting's actually amazing. And I gotta tell you, it's good that uh, the girl, what's her name in the in the show, Eleven. Eleven. It's good that she doesn't actually act because I just saw her acting recently in a movie and she's fucking terrible actress. Uh, is that the Godzilla movie? Yeah, she's fucking terrible. Like, uh, I, I'm sorry. She's young. Yeah, yeah. I guess. It also uh, has to be tough acting against the giant 3D or you know CGI things that aren't there. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm throwing this out there right now because if I say it on the podcast, then we're going to have to do it. Uh, T... Uh, Producer slash co-host Tina and I, I think we're going to start a side podcast where we cover shows. I think we're going to do Stranger Things, and we're going to cover a lot of it. We're, that I think sounds we're, good. What, we're, what's it going to be called? I don't know. We have to come up with a name and shit. We want to do Dark as well, mm. which that one's going to be a motherfucker because, it's yeah, it's just... You got to bring in some scientists for yeah, that Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not qualifi- <laughs> I'm actually probably not qualified to talk about that shit. I show. mean, I've watched that shit... Uh, I've watched seasons uh, one probably five times, and then I watched the last season three times, and I'm still... We only watched the last season once, I think, so far. I'm still befuddled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, wow, we went down a rabbit hole here. Rabbit hole. Sorry about Pee-wee that. Pee-wee all the way to dark. Pee-wee Amazing. to dark. That's, that's, how, that's what we do, dog. That, that, that's, that's why we call this a free-for-all. Free-for-all. Free oh, for also, all. sorry to co-host Ronan. I threw this idea out to him that we do, but uh, I'm doing it with Jim instead. We'll we'll find we'll find another subject for running to do at some point. All right, another uh, movie. I distinctly remember watching this in the theater. Mom took me to this, and we were both very confused. I I liked it just because I liked the actor so much as a child. Cable Guy, right? Yep, that's a good one. So, 
By the way, I got to say, since you mentioned that, I know there is one like super creepy scene, but the whole movie in well, general is kind of creepy in a way. As a child, I wasn't smart enough to get the whole movie was super creepy. I yeah. was just like, oh, Jim Carrey's like being goofy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one scene st- sticks out. But you're right. Watching it again, you're if you watch it today, you're like, this whole movie is a little fucking scary. I mean, the scene you're about to talk to is essentially a dream, and and it's it's a nightmare, right? It's a nightmare. But but it's all based on kind of like re, like reality things that are happening to Matthew it's, Broderick's uh, character in that, that movie. That's like a that's like a '90s thing, right? Like the single white female thing of yeah like, yeah yeah b- yeah yeah getting sure. someone that gloms onto your life. And yep yep totally fucks it up. So and this movie, I think, originally was supposed to be a lot more like lighthearted. I think Chris Farley was going to be the cable guy to someone else's Matthew Broderick. And it just morphed into, I think Ben Stiller directed it. And Oh, it, fuck. I didn't know Ben Stiller yeah, directed that. That's interesting. Very yeah. funny. He has a funny cameo as like the uh, one of the, the Menendez twins. Yeah, or one of them killed the other or something like that. Or, or were they did they kill their parents or something? Something. The, it's either the one twin killed the other twin or they killed their parents. Something like that. Or they, they killed their parents. parents. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I didn't know he directed it though. I he directed thought that it. was a cameo. <laughs> yeah. It also comes up a lot in different versions. The Menez, yeah, that was like that was based on a real thing, right? No, I never noticed that. Well, but that was based on a real thing, right? Or no? The Menendez. Okay. The Menendez brothers. Okay. Well, but the so the scene in particular I'm talking about is Broderick is uh, getting knocks at the door. It's a dream or a nightmare, as we said. He's getting knocks at the door, and he sees Jim Carrey uh, in the, in the eye hole. But everything's much darker here. It's not like the. It's dark, and it's like kind of got this like like weird dark blue color. To yes, it. you know exactly. I, I don't know what that is, but it made it creepier. Yeah, it's dark. It's black and blue looking. Yeah, yeah. And Carrey looks fucking crazy. He does. Like, his eyes are kind of crossing at some points. I think. Steven? 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 He's got his lisp. Um, I just want to hang out. And he does the thing where he's like, oh, I guess you're not home. I'll go away. And he does like a fake walking away. And Broderick's watching him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, then, and then when that doesn't wa- work, Jim Carrey like jumps back into the, the eye hole. He's like, let me in. Let me. It's like that kind of thing. And eventually he starts banging into the door, like trying to break it down. And obviously Broderick is kind of a, a afraid of this guy just in reality, his personality is very obsessive, right? Which is why he's having this nightmare about him. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he finally, Broderick starts to run away, and finally, Nightmare Jim Carrey breaks through. And I think at that point, his eyes have changed from like normal eyes to like the cable. It's it's the the okay. Like, it's you know when they're like, like glowing. You know, back in the day, like when the cable was out, it'd be like, kind yeah, of, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I remember it as, anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. What's but. up, man? I just want to hang for a little bit or something. <laughs> and it's it's that cool dream thing of like Broderick is running so far; it's the space doesn't make sense. He's running for like a half a mile yep. in his small apartment, <laughs> and J- Jim Carrey does a he's he's running after him at first, and he does like a goofy like dance kind of thing of like. It, it kind of reminded me. He's of, saying something too while he's chasing him, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I wish I rewatched the scene for it. I'm shit, just recalling it's, it's it from funny now. as fuck. It's funny and scary, creepy. Funny spooky. and scary. I, th- I think eventually it ends with you know Broderick waking up in his bed, scared as shit. Oh yeah, but yeah. um, I like to think that he shit his pants during that nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember watching that with 
watching that with mom in the theater, and the whole time she's like, "This is not what I thought I was." I think get. it's really funny that you saw that with our mother in the movie theater, which is pretty. There's uh, some sex worker stuff going on in that. There's yeah. uh, Jim Carrey makes. His whole thing with Broderick's mom and dad is he makes sex jokes with them the whole time. And at the time, I don't get it. I'm just like, so... Yeah, because you're what, eight? I, I was like I was like seven or eight. I'm like, yeah, Jim Carrey, he does funny faces and in voices. I like that. Because <laughs> what have I seen him in? I saw him in The Mask and Ace Ventura 1. Those are, those are, he does a lot of funny faces in those movies. Yeah. So, yeah I'm like, yeah, yeah this shit rules. You know, I'm a funny, gym- just, this is just, this is a personal, uh, our family thing here, uh, <laughs> like we didn't go to a whole lot of movies in we, the movie we, theaters. We it, couldn't, right? Because yeah, there was we, a lot of money. We yeah, we just we if didn't you, have if you money have back kids. then. Yeah, um, and my our parents had you know a thousand kids, five mm. really. But like I can remember like maybe four or five movies that we ever went to. Um, Ninja Turtles is one of them, but Ninja. like that's interesting that that's one of those movies. I the think cable I, guy. I think I probably bugged mom so much because. You Jim Carrey was like Perry. my world. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought he was the best thing ever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that makes sense. The mask was also. If you go back to watch that, I'm sure there's some fucked up shit in that movie. Some spooky stuff. I mean, the mask himself is really fucked up. Yeah, Terrell. Good good pull calling that villain name Terrell. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, when Terrell puts the that's a good creepy scene when Terrell puts the mask on. Yeah. He's got the big face. He like swallows bullets, I think, and spits them out at people. Good shit. All right, so uh, Christina came up with with a good spooky moment in uh, a Ben Stiller flick, Heavyweights. Right, one of my all time favorite movies as a kid. This is what we would call a McFadden classic back in the day. Where, oh man, I mean, it's just I can't say enough good things about this movie, and I really will. I, I mean, if anyone ever said anything bad about this movie, I'd I'd have to take him outside and <laughs> take him to the woodshed. <laughs> I mean, th- this movie is just too good, and there is a creepy scene. Creepy scene. So brief set. I'm sure everyone that listens to this has seen Heavyweights. Brief setup: a portly kid gets sent to a um, a camp to lose weight. I, at first, he's sold like a bad bill of goods. He thinks he's going to be. Like having fun with a bunch of uh, you know kids, with these owners that are Jerry Stiller and Jerry Stiller's wife. Basically, he thinks he's just on a vacation. He's gonna be able to like like you know, he didn't want to go, but he, like he meets some people. And it's like gonna be a good time. Like, yeah, he meets the kids that Keenan. have been there for years, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show him that, like the first day there, they they show him where they hide all the treats, all the snacks, he said, <laughs> the deli meats. He says, "Don't." T-, he he talks to the kid from. Um, Mighty Ducks. He's like, don't tell anyone. I snuck him some Oreos. And a kid from Mighty Ducks is like, that is very sneaky of you. <laughs> That's but right. check, check this shit out. And then it's like a good scene of like everyone bringing out their candy. Yeah, one kid has deli meat stuck to his back. Oh, yeah. God. Salami Sam. Yeah, yeah. We could cover that whole... We could just <laughs> we, do this whole movie we, here. I almost want to do a podcast <laughs> on, on that. Um, but anyway, this, the kind of creepy scene. Well... The, the 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 character Tony, he kind of gets creepier and creepier as the movie goes on, right? Ben Stiller's just like manic guy that yeah. who, who bought the camp and he gets the idea. He doesn't. He definitely doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's trying to do sell an infomercial, and he's trying like, to make, he's trying to cash out, right? It's like, like a get rich quick scheme. He was a fat kid. He got of. skinny. Now he's like he's gonna use that 
it's like I have this fat camp now. I'm gonna make these kids skinny, and then I'm gonna cash out. And the thing was though, uh, they're like, yeah, his the way his program works doesn't actually help people lose weight. So you get the idea. Like he probably didn't lose weight like the correct way. He may have had some surgeries or some bullshit. That's, yeah, that's a good. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets crazier throughout the movie. He he, he uh, cuts off meals for the kids at some point. Josh, yeah. Josh, the kid from the Mighty Ducks, goes missing, and for a while the kids are like, "Yeah, Josh might be dead." <laughs> like it's it's that thing, but the the scary scene in particular that we're talking about, it's it's kind of after <laughs> they imprison Ben Stiller for a good bit. I mean that part's cool too. I mean it almost looks like Guantanamo Bay in a fucking yeah. fat camp, right? The kid, and, and the, the kids- British kid, is like the one that's. <laughs> There's a little British kid who isn't fat, by the way. He's, he's like not fat at all. He's like. He's got baby fat or whatever on him. He's definitely he doesn't qualify what, for fat camp. What's a good book. What's a good line that Ben Stiller says to him? Looks like London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> yeah, so he like has him like in a choke chokehold kind of thing. <laughs> um, but he bre- he breaks out that way. The funny part about that though, before like before we get to the scene, <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about this so much, but I guess we have to here because I'm. It's I'm a free gonna, It's a free for all, dog. We could do whatever. He fashions. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hershey kiss. He yeah. a fucking Hershey kiss out of tin foil and tricks the kid that isn't actually fat, the British kid, into. T- so yeah, I uh, <laughs> not the smartest kid, I guess, because like, where the fuck is he getting? Ca- where where the fuck is Ben well, Stiller you know, getting? British ca- people, they, a lot of times they sound smarter than they actually are, right? Yeah, That's- we're just like dumb Americans. Someone could be British and be an idiot and convince us anything. that they're not an idiot because they have that nice little yeah. fancy accent. Yeah, it is fancy. Fuckers. It's very posh. But yeah. Actually, if we have any English listeners, please, we love you. Yeah. We don't. Don't worry. We we hate you, but we love you. Down the British. Anyway, <laughs> back to our our creepy scene, which... So it's it's like a final meeting, like it's parents' day at the camp or whatever, mm-hmm. where the parents get to visit the camp. And the kids are like, that's, a, that's another kind of scary thing about the movie. The kids are like, the guy running this camp is fucking crazy. Please save us. And the parents are like... Nah, you're being dramatic. Lose the fucking weight, dude. I think Harper just hit a home run. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh, that motherfucker finally did something. I love. Yeah, he did. Harper might be a listener, man. That's oh, that's he my probably hope. is not right now, but he'll listen to this. Yeah, after the game. yeah, that's yeah. that's on his list after uh, hitting <laughs> hitting a dinger. But um, so it's it's Parents' Day, Ben's. And but but can can we just first say the, the first creepy part that we need to talk about is the fact that these kids have taken over the camp and have imprisoned the owner it's, of the camp. And there's adults there that are just kind of like, they're not cool with it, but they're not like doing anything about it. It's comedic Lord of the Flies. It's Lord of the Flies. Yeah. 100% Lord yeah. of the Flies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, that, uh, <laughs> that The scene of them like engorging in food after putting Tony into the, Oh my fucking God. That's a horror scene. I like, mean, the, even the They're skin, eating like Twinkies on top of pizza and the shit. The skinny guy is that he's hilarious in that. He's just like, he's got chocolate sauce going down his like. <laughs> that leg. guy, uh, he directed Bridesmaids. I forget his name. I think he directed Bridesmaids. Oh, really? I'm That's like, interesting. Yeah. I know he was in like a lot of other shows and stuff. I've seen yeah. a lot of the shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just like the fat guy or the skinny guy that used to be fat. Yeah, he's not I, one of us anymore. All the, all the kids give him shit because he's skinny. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. That's a, that's a dumb bit I have where whenever I see someone handsome on TV, I'm like, <laughs> I'm really handsome and good looking, and I have a lot of money. Christ, yeah, fuck Christ, you. Christina usually laughs at that. Not really. It's always like it's always like a pity laugh. 
<laughs> it's like when Bryce Harper was on uh, Washington, and I'd do that. <laughs> Bryce Harper, I'm really good at baseball. I'm talented. He was good when he was on Washington. What happened, dude? No, I'm yeah, just fuck off. He said that. <laughs> I'm a Bryce Harper stand over here, dog. All right, but we we keep on going on about this. Yeah, this is the whole point of this free for it's, all. It's crazy um, <laughs> when Ben Stiller makes his entrance into the parents' well, meeting. You, you remember where he's at when he makes? He's entrance? on like the ce- on like a ceiling beam or something. He's on a beam, so they're in like this big kind of like town hall, like in this town hall area. They right? just got done showing a movie where they're show they're. They show you how bad Ben Stiller has been to the kids. Like the kids are like eating rats out of a sewer. Like that was fake, though. By the way, obviously it was fake. It's like a chocolate rat or something. Yeah, bullshit. yeah, yeah. But they got Tony has them doing push-ups in the rain, telling them that they're not going to eat for the next day or so. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> he's, I mean, clearly abusing the kids, right? And then like uh, Jerry, the main kid, is like, "Now you see what we've been up against." And out of nowhere, you just hear like clapping from the ceiling. Oh. Ho, ho, ho! The cinematography was great. The music, amazing. I do think the villain was a bit over the top. <laughs> and Ben Stiller is having a fucking time in this movie. He like he loves this movie. He jump. He like flips down from the. <laughs> but but the the flip scene's great because it goes. You hear like a. <laughs> it doesn't show him actually flipping. <laughs> like, he, he took it right out of a fucking ninja movie. Dude, you know? it's, it sounded like the flips from a, from Mortal Kombat One. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> And they don't show him actually doing it. He just hear it, and then he's down there. He, he lands, and he says, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a good showdown of like, you fucking parents don't know. I'm a genius. I'm trying to help your kids, and it's like that that kind of thing. He smashes glass. He's stepping on the glass. He's like, starts I'm, walking over the glass. I'm a. He's like, it's like a god. He has like a god complex kind of thing going on. And the dude that Jerry's dad, who looks like. Dr. Phil. Lee. He looks exactly like Dr. I thought Phil. it was I was convinced it was Dr. Phil for years. He he points him out. Tony points him out. He's like he's like you're too, I'm too strong and you're too weak. Arnold Gerald. Especially you, Arnold Gerald, age eleven, 142 pounds. <laughs> I, and Dr. Phil is like Dr. Phil just punches him in the stomach. Like, you're done here. And he just right in the tummy. Right in the bread basket. And, and then Ben Stiller does like a funny like karate chop to uh, Dr. Phil's neck. <laughs> That's right. He does. He kind of jumps up. Yeah. And then he does back, <laughs> like back flips. Back flips. And then he hurts his head like into a wall. <laughs> And that's the that's the end of Ben Stiller in the movie. Well, there is like one there, last scene where he's like in the car, and his dad comes and is uh, Ben Stiller in old old age makeup. Yeah, it's basically Ben Stiller again, just playing his dad. It's a funny like, thing of like the great. So Ben Stiller's dad is like part of the greatest generation. Like, I never got hugged as a child, and his Gen X son is just like, "Come on, dad, love me," kind of shit. My dad never hugged me. Look don't, at me, I'm fine. You don't see me crying like a baby. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, obviously we love this movie a lot. That's why I we mean, talk about it. I mean, it's not a true horror scene, really. But it's, it's a creepy. There's a creepy, creepy undertone, creepy aspect to it because you have like this obsessive uh, guy that's like, tr- like terrorizing these children, and their parents finally are awakened to that terror. The part of the creepiness is, like we said, it was like <coughs> the kids were reaching out to the parents. They were calling them, and the parents were just like, "No, you're just having." You're just being difficult. Stick it out. Lose the weight. 
you need some discipline. And it's yep. not dis- discipline. And it's they were like trying a, to send letters home and shit, and he was not letting the letters Oh, that's up. scary, too. And it's some, it's some uh, there's a little, you know, Nazi Germany shit going on there, a little bit, you know? like uh, Lars Lars is funny. Lars is a foreign. Oh, Lars is so good. The Eastern European, uh, I mean, indistinguishable. <laughs> that, we that don't know is, where he's from. That is one of the funniest characters. In, Where's Lars from, dude? I, I think he's technically actually American. He, sa- he says, far away. Very, very far away. <laughs> I saw him in exactly one other thing. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. I think I've seen him in Quantum Leap. That's going back. Mm, one okay. of those shows, or maybe, maybe it was Columbo. But one of those, like, and it was him as a kid. And I'm like, no, that's Lars. That's that's Lars from Heavyweight's Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lars. Lars. So. He's big and fat now, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Oh, sequel. Sequel, uh, Heavyweights. There we go, He baby. could be like... Maybe the new um, Pat. Yeah, the new Pat. Yeah, I am Lars. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's 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 a fucking great movie. Also, when they tie him up, when they tie Lars up, and they put like honey on him, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, you're probably going to be eaten by bears." <laughs> and they're and as they're walking back, the kids are like, "Bears yeah, love honey." Bears love honey. As they're walking back, they're like, it, "A bear won't actually attack him, right?" There's no bears in these woods. And you hear Lars screaming like bloody murder. Ah! <laughs> and isn't it like a deer? It's looking... like a deer like being cute. Like it's <laughs> there might have been there should have been like Disney cute. Don't music. leave me. Please, <laughs> I beg you. Another slightly creepy scene, creepy part, when they're revolting eating a lot of food, they go back to Lars to untie him. And Lars is like traumatized. And they're like he's like, Please untie me. I love you. Like he's just like submitted to them. Like he's just broken at that point. But yeah, good. good uh, we love heavyweights. It's gonna be a heavyweights podcast for the rest of the podcast. Now, we should just do a whole heavyweights <laughs> themed podcast where that's all we talk about. <laughs> all right, <laughs> got another one. Getting uh, this one's gonna be a little heavy, and I know you can speak to this movie. This was uh, this might have been one of your movies for a little bit. Nineteen ninety six British John, Train Spotting. Yeah, and you know it's a uh, fucking awesome movie. Um, the whole thing, in a way, is is creepy, but uh, this is a real life horror too. Like, I mean, it, it, this is like it's it's you know it's a movie kind of about like uh, kids in Scotland uh, that are you know drug addicts essentially. It, it's similar to the, what's that American movie with Jared Leto? Best um, or no, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, and they both have like creepy. I mean that that's that movie's fucking creepy as shit too. I watched that movie. I watched Requiem exactly one time. And I will never watch it. You don't it want again. to watch it again, but it's a good movie. It's a it, fucking amazing movie. But yeah, I'm never gonna watch it. You don't it want to watch again. it again. It, it freaks you out. That there's a lot of that you could actually do that in a horror podcast. It's so creepy. I I've said this to Teeny a bunch. Uh another kind of related movie, The Basketball Diaries. I remember watching that with you. I was young as shit. And I say they should you should show your kid that movie to be like, Yeah, don't do drugs, dude. Yeah. Um I, I get the idea of like you don't wanna um fuck your kid up but at the same time i was i think i was like 11 or 12 when i saw that with you that was a big movie for me because i was really into so that like i guess you were you were 11 probably and i was probably like uh you were 15, what, 15 16 16 and i was get i was like really getting into like uh like 70s punk and like 80s post punk shit and the jim carroll band mm-hmm. uh jim carroll is the you know the main Basketball Diaries guy. The poet slash Leo. Yeah. I read his character. book. Uh, and I mean, I, I just, that whole thing is, it was just a really sad situation. 
I saw that movie. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do drugs. I'm going to stay away from that shit. It's it was very it, relatable. I mean, because because like Jim Carroll, Irish Catholic kid, went to Catholic school. Is a basketball star. Basketball star dealt with, uh, you know, just priests being fucking assholes to him. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your experience was in Catholic school, but like a lot of the the teachers and shit were just not not cool. You know, it it was that thing of um, and it was a control thing. It was like a leftover of. It, we were kind of after the generation where they couldn't hit you anymore, so they were I just. Still saw kids get hit though. Yeah, it was a uh, more emotional abuse, I guess. This kid um, Max, I, I watched this 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 fucking nun, and I'll call, I'll say her name, Sister Edward, man. I watched her smack the shit out of this kid Max Sorensen in fifth grade at Our Lady of Fatima, and like, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, shit, someone should have said something, but we didn't, you know. A lot of times it was like just for not being smart enough to like, it was like, like the dumbest if you, shit. If you do poorly on a test or something, like it wasn't for being an. She asshole. got mad. This kid, this kid, what do you? This kid was like, you know, he was he was like a normal kid. He was not paying attention very good. It was fifth grade, and um, he was like, he probably didn't sleep so well the night before, and he was like, he kept itching his eye, and she thought she thought that he was a uh, giving her the finger, finger. The, this thing, yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't doing that. I was I sat right next to him and uh she fucking smacked the shit out of him right in front of all of us, like in the face, and nothing ever happened. Yeah. You know, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, fuck. I mean, what imagine what happened like twenty years before that. Oh yeah, dude. We you gotta know? get we gotta yeah. got lucky, like <laughs> they had just fucking beat the shit out of you back in the day. Yeah, but, yeah. It's you know fucking creepy. Wait, what movie are we supposed to be talking about? Right so now? it was so dr- drug movies. We were talking oh, specifically train spotting. Train, we train tra- spotting to me witnessing child abuse in uh, grade school. Okay, well, well there you go. They 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 are related though in a way. Um, train spotting is fucking awesome. So, uh, oh fuck, what's the name of the author of Train Spotting? It's like uh, uh, Ian. Um, oh fuck, I'm fucking forgetting it right now. Look it up. Uh, Irvin Welsh. Welsh, yeah, yeah, Welsh, yeah. Yeah, so um, he actually did a, a sequel to Train Spotting. I never read, but Train Spotting basically is essentially a movie about a bunch of kids in Scotland, and they're all addicted to heroin. And we're talking about the height of the the AIDS pandemic, just worldwide. Like we didn't. So really it's know. probably it's probably set in like the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say it's like no, it might it might be like it might be early nineties. It might be set- the time. Okay. Uh, all so right. yeah, I think it, I think it is actually. I haven't seen it in a minute. It's been a while. The big, thing, the big theme of the movie is like change, like how the world's changing. You know, like things yeah. are progressing. Um, don't get left behind, kind of thing. But yeah, so we're in the height of like the the AIDS pandemic. There, like people don't really know what how to treat AIDS. People are dying from it. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of gay folks are, are dying from it, and then you know, also drug addicts. And these mm-hmm. kids are a bunch of fucking drug addicts. And um, the the story kind of follows them, and we get to this creepy scene where the main character is trying to come off of heroin, which he's he's done a couple times in the movie unsuccessfully. And this time he go, says to himself, "You know what? I'm going to go cold turkey. I'm just." Gets I mean, himself tied to a bed, yeah, right? Because like, before, you know, they would they would do other drugs to kind of wane them wane themselves off. This guy's like, you know what? I am just gonna lock myself in. Ultimately, cold turkey is probably the most dangerous way to do it. Oh yeah, because you have like a heart <laughs> attack. You, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot. Your, of, bo- your body needs the heroin at some point. Yeah, to, yeah, like, for function. sure, for sure. So he does like one last big hit, and then he has all these like he's got a bunch of tomato soup, a bunch of like uh, pans to puke in and to shit in. 
locks himself actually nails like boards to the wall so he can't mm-hmm. get out because he knows he's going to be too weak to like get through it um and we get to this fucked up part where he starts coming off his high withdrawal withdrawal and it's important to note that <clears throat> his buddy's for, kid died well it could be his kid that's it that's the thing that's uh, okay. part of the haunting thing about this scene is it's never really known who fathered the child of this, you know, girl that they all kind of hang out with. It's kind of like a whore. Um, but apparently Jer- J- what's Jeremy Lee Miller, J- Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Johnny Lee Johnny Miller. Lee. And then, uh, you know, our, uh, our star Wars, uh, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor. Yep. He's the uh, kind of the main character here. And yeah, he, you know, he comments that, we don't really know who the father is. Pretty much everyone has slept with this girl. It could be anyone at the same time. He, I think this scene kind of like alludes to the fact that he was the father because mm. he has that guilt about it, right? Uh, but anyway, to get into the scene, I don't know if you remember it too much. I watched I watched specifically the scene earlier today. Okay, so I'm going to let you describe it. Okay, now. so at, at first he's just, uh, Ewan McGregor is just laying in bed. In, A lot of sweat. In pain. Just like, this fucking sucks. This is terrible. Um, but he starts to see his friends like in bizarre situations. His yep. his one buddy that I think is in prison at this point in the flick. It's it's a guilt thing, right? He's he's, he's over the top of the like he's sitting on top of the door, like uh, with a chain on his leg, right? Yeah, with a chain on his yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah. And his other buddy. And, and the weird thing about that, I want to point this out. He's kind of like swinging his leg so you can hear the chain. Yeah. And I think that's important to note because that makes it more real. It kind of gives me vibes of. Um, as dumb as this might sound, a Christmas Carol. Christmas, no, 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 Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, 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 no, the change you. Not forge. only because yeah. of the change, just like his, uh, his, his guilt and ghosts haunting him mm-hmm. for a whole night, and that's what's happening here. He also had another buddy who was like very fit, like a soccer guy that yep. he got like. He he kind of indirectly got him hooked on heroin. The guy came to him, and he was like a super fit dude, like would never touch the stuff kind of guy. He he had just like gotten. Uh, out of a relationship with a girl that he was in love with because... you McGregor broke up the fucking relationship by stealing his sex tape. Stole the sex tape. Yep. So so he comes to him and says, hey, I just want to try one hit. Mm-hmm. And the dude literally does it once and gets fucking AIDS. Yeah, it's that thing. From a dirty needle. Like, like the, and, and like McGregor's done heroin like, you know, a million times mm. and is clean. So he has guilt about that. So these are just these ghosts that are visiting him. And at that point, we see a baby crawling on the ceiling. At first, you don't see the face. It's like the, the it's important to note that this baby did die the baby. earlier in the movie mm-hmm. uh, due to being neglected by a bunch of heroin addicts, including himself. Johnny Lee Miller says at one point, like it's that whole thing of like they're all like shocked. The woman is crying, and Johnny Lee Miller's like, "Can you just fucking say something at least?" To Ewan, and Ewan says, "I'm gonna get high, yep. or you know, I'm gonna do a bunch of drugs. I'll see you later." I mean, think about that. That's a horror scene in and of itself. Like mm-hmm. you're all just coming off of a high, waking up, and you're seeing a lifeless dead infant in the crib, and you're not sure if it's yours or not. Um, I think Johnny Lee Miller thought that it was his, but I, I think this scene indicates uh, the scene that we're referring to, uh, the, the 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 nightmare scene. I think it's McGregor's kid. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. I, I've only uh, seen I've seen the movie once or twice. The last time I saw it, I I think I was pretty young, so I didn't. Get, I'm not getting all these, uh, you know, hints or whatever. 
I this scene just stuck out to me though. Oh, it's it's I, you such don't, a creepy scene. It's one of those things you don't forget. Um, the baby is crawling on the ceiling, right? As McGregor is in this bed where, you know, he's, he's kind of locked down. This is where he starts screaming. Like he is wailing. I mean, uh, like he is just, there's sweat everywhere. By the way, McGregor in this, in this movie, I mean, he's, he's like, he must weigh like 140 pounds. Super skinny. Um, Yeah. He looks like a heroin addict. Uh, This is not definitely his natural look. Um, yeah, he's usually much more handsome, very handsome guy. (laughs) He doesn't look handsome in this movie. He looks like a heroin addict. Um, yeah, just loads of like sweat, the, the, the pillows, and he's just he's, just he's ghost up. he's ghost white, and you yeah, know. he couldn't be whiter. Um, and he just is screaming, and this baby is crawling on the ceiling, and it turns its head. It does the Exorcist's head turn, but um, the baby's face is kind of like it's morphed. It like doesn't look like a human. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's just screaming, screaming, and then finally he kind of wakes up and. He sees like I don't know if it's his parents, but he sees some an older couple trying to calm him down. But it's um, yeah, it's a fucking fantastic scene of yeah, like we were talking is. about like a real world horror of like this shit happens. And oh, hundred percent, yeah. That it's the movie I think is probably like a black comedy, but it's also as we were talking about the other drug movie, the other big drug movies, Requiem and Basketball Diaries. This shit could just this just happens to people you could hang out with your buddies and you can kind of slip into yep you know doing not great shit and this is you know i'm i think we've both had i've had buddies that have uh we've had to stop talking to or hanging out with just because you know they fell into some stuff that we can't oh yeah 100 percent. that we don't i mean honestly like those types of movies are what I, i like there's always the opportunity to do these things, and I think those types of movies honestly stop me from actually going there. That's what I'm saying. I I say it, it stuck I, with me. I like, say show your kids these fucking movies because you know what, man, they work better than the fucking dare commercials or whatever. Like they fucking do, man. That's a really good point. Yeah, they, like they, they they go to that next level that actually shows you the the reality of what's to well, come. Let your kid be a kid, but when they hit the age of you know eleven or twelve or something, then I think it's a I don't know. I'm not a parent. Uh, it's, so I'm maybe a parent, dude, and <laughs> this shit shook me. Like, yeah, it, it shook, shook me it, to the point where it actually was in my head when, like, there, like I was around people that were doing this kind of thing, and I was like, I don't want to go there, dude. Like, like I, I know what can happen. Like, I believe that, and it, and it also became like, uh, you know, th- there's other forms of drugs that are less. They they seem less dangerous, like pills and shit. They they could be just as dangerous. You're just you're not putting a fucking needle in your arm, so it seems. Um, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Not as crazy, but you know, that shit is heroin. That shit is close to heroin. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sorry, got got a little heavy here on yeah, the. Yeah, well, that was a heavy Col- scene, man. Yeah, I heavy mean, scene. That, that's, that was definitely a heavy scene, and I'm glad that we talked about it. Good, good, good shit. <clears throat> Ooh, nice. Another beer break, guys. So uh, I just cracked. One of my one of my summer go tos. We're not quite at summer yet, but what is it? It is a hell or high watermelon. Oh yeah, from Twenty uh, First Amendment Brewery. Um, discovered this beer a few summers ago. I think I think it was right after we moved in here. And uh, this is like something I'm very lame. I'd like to crack a beer and uh, go out on my balcony and watch the sunset like a weird loser. It's a pretty and normal thing to do. It, it just honestly. always. I whenever I crack people one of, in Delco are just uh, we live in this area where 
men aren't allowed to have f- any type of feelings. I'm not <laughs> yeah, even talking yeah. about actual feelings, just like any type of feelings. Any like you can't feel good about anything. <laughs> but but uh, no, you just have to be miserable all the time. This uh, it just this is one of those. Uh, this is summer beers for me. Like yeah. it just uh, you know gets That's me good. That. I'm not a big fan of the watermelon beer, but I mean I can appreciate uh, you know I can appreciate a beer that other people enjoy. So. Um, I'm actually, so I'm headed back West in a, a few weeks and I'm going, I'm trying to sneak away. Um, if I can make it happen to little, little TJ brewery tour, Tijuana, uh, with oh, my buddy Craig shit, out dude. West, fellow hockey, <clears throat> hockey fan, hockey guy. Shout out Craig. Yeah. 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 So, so Tijuana actually has quite a few breweries down there, um, that, uh, they, they fuck. I mean, to be completely honest with you, so did not know. I did not know that. Yeah, they know there's five or six really good ones down there. It's all they're all American companies. Uh, I think they're American owned anyway. It's just cheaper to produce down there. But gotcha. See if I can make that happen. We'll see if I do. I'll bring some back to the podcast and we can crack them. Nice. I mean, there's also you know plenty good beer in San Diego. There's plenty good beer in San Diego as well. So I'm I'm trying to bring back at least a case of random shit. Well, yeah, uh, we'll have to hold you to that, Doug. Yeah, no pressure. So what's our next uh, so Flickerino scene we're talking about here? Next one. And again, if you go back to watch this movie, the whole thing could be a little creepy. I have a specific scene in mind. But uh, I'm talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. the, like the original one with uh, Gene Wilder. And everyone's seen this fucking movie. Uh, yeah, poor yeah. kid Charlie Bucket gets his find like his greatest wish answered with uh getting the golden ticket and a chocolate bar i gotta ask one like i think it's an obvious question but maybe other people don't like <laughs> like where the fuck location wise is Jim, it supposed to take place because i this is something i thought about as a child all the time <laughs> so it, people everywhere i believe the book takes place i think the story takes place in america right uh does it okay i think i, didn't know I, think, it, I think it does i've looked into this so i think I mean, there's fucking british people everywhere right there's there's just fucking everywhere but yet there's this american family but it doesn't look like a British. Like I think it was. I don't know if it was Russia or something. It, doesn't, it looks like Germany to me. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like uh, Britain. But there's British people all around. There, the main character, the protagonist, is an American kid. The most American fucking. You, he's blonde hair, blue eyes. Could be more American. Yeah. You might as well Charlie just, fucking buckets. Just Captain fucking America at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> but he's got his creepy. Uh, not creepy. You know, his British teachers are like, "What are you doing over there?" Like it's. It's so British. If I've got five Wonka bars and I divide that by one, how many got- how many Wonka bars did you buy this week? And Charlie's like one, and he's like, what, like one hundred? And he's like, no, I bought one because I'm a normal person, and I only buy one candy <laughs> and bar. Oh, by the way, this may be Britain, this may be America, this may be fucking Istanbul. I'm on a paper route like any other fucking American American kid would be my age. Yeah, you know, I, like- I don't, I can't afford to buy a hundred candy bars. Do you yeah. asshole? Yeah, you little yeah. prick. <laughs> this, also, it's not just kids that are obsessed with this fucking Willy Wonka. Like adults are going crazy trying to find these tickets. This is a. It almost feels like a Pee Wee Herman thing of like it's so bizarre. It's that, kind of an insane movie. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, just, it, it is. Not even getting into the Oompa Loopas or anything. Just the idea that people are obsessed with this fucking candy factory. I'm thinking about it right now, and it's I'm I'm <laughs> I'm creeped the fuck out. Like I don't I don't like thinking about this movie actually. Charlie lives in his like hovel with his four grandparents that don't leave the bed ever. Um, like fit, and they sleep together. They like, sleep together in a bed. 
Um, and then he gets I mean, his gold ticket, and then like uh, hundred and ten years old, and you got like a hundred and ten years old uh, person's feet in your face. You, you could smell the house. It smells like old people you can and death. House, yeah. yeah, yeah, for but. sure. Dead skin everywhere. And there's a dude that follows him. That's like part of the rival uh, candy company, Slugworth. Yeah, great name by the way. <laughs> so, like he's getting stalked by dudes, like creepy guys with glasses wearing trench coats. Yeah, this movie is. He reminded me of the German from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Is that the same actor? Could be. <laughs> it could, it could it could, very well could be. Oh, fuck, I love that movie. I love. It. Oh, man, sorry, Indiana Jones. Okay, so there's a creepy scene in there. Yeah, there's there's some creepy shit in that. The end of that. Okay, but creepy scene in particular, I'm thinking about. It's after the kids are taking their tour. Augustus Gloop gets fucking sucked up into because he falls Which is in, fucked up. Can you imagine being stuck in a tube like that, like that fat kid? He falls into a the chocolate river thing. Because and, hold on, he doesn't fall. I mean, he does he's like fall eating to, from it. Right, he's literally like a fucking little pig German. He's just fucking drinking it with his bare hands. You know, contaminating the chocolate river. Gene Wilder the whole time as the kid's like in danger is just freaking the fuck out about his chocolate. <laughs> like, back. He's, he's like, we're gonna have to dump this whole thing. The whole chocolate is compromised. And uh Yeah, I and I, I gotta be honest with you, I, I side with Wonka on that one. You don't want some fat German kid just fucking with up his your supply. Disgusting little fingers in your chocolate. Like the whole little, movie is actually creepy in that he kids, looks like like it's almost it almost works as a slasher where kids are getting picked off like they, slowly yeah. and it but it's a morality thing of like it's more a morality play of like what's Augustus Gloop's thing he was um you know into eating a lot he's is uh, it a shocker the German goes first though German goes first I mean he, that little that that whole nation you got your no little offense Germany <laughs> you got your asshole Mike TV who's like addicted to TV and he gets shrunken and yeah. shrunken and um you know Violet's a bitch. She is Violet, a you're turning violet, Violet. Little C, yeah. But uh, so creepy scene in particular I'm thinking about is when they get on the boat, and it's very like dreamlike at first. It's like, ah, oh, this rules. Dream music is playing. There's a, we're in a candy land. Um, There's no telling where we're going. <laughs> going. They, they go into a. Uh, is it rain? It's a riverboat tool, tour, but they go into a dark area like a. A tunnel. Uh, duh. Jesus Christ, I can't think of the word tunnel. And you see bizarre images as Gene Wilder is rehearsing this song. Yeah. Did, you see like Did spi- you note any of those images? I- there, so I watched a scene again today. There's like spiders. There is a snake on like, I think a person's face or something like that. Bizarre shit. You see Slugworth at some point who's just like, you know, creepy, huh. creepy reaching out to um, Charlie Bucket. And Wilder gets crazier and crazier. He starts screaming, and Wilder is a screamer. Like he knows how to scream. He that has guy, an awesome scream. If you great ever, scream. if you ever watched uh, the Frankenstein spoof movie, I'm an asshole. I forgot what's uh, Son of Young Son, Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. He does yeah. a lot of great screaming in that. Um, he does a great movie with uh, Richard Pryor too, where one of them's blind, one of them's deaf. Uh, um, hear no evil, or is it? Hear no evil, see no evil. Okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. I fucking love Gene Wilder. I he mean, he makes this movie. He's he a whole does. he's he a whole reason to watch this movie. He's the perfect person for that like role that Willie Wilder. Like who could have done that better? Well, not Johnny Depp, dude. I'll tell you that. No, Johnny. Depp. Not Johnny Depp. He just fucked that up. <laughs> I mean, God Depp. But like the uh, the boat's going faster and faster. You see bizarre, weird lights and images. People are like, 
fuck it. This is creepy. This sucks. And it's just, you think the, the boat's going to crash at some point. And someone's like, I think you need to stop it. And Wilder's like, I agree. Let's stop right now. And, and it's then like, they're exactly where they need to be. And it's just like that whole dream logic thing of, uh, well, yeah, we're at the exact spot we need to be. You guys are in for a weird adventure for the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's that's one of those classic, uh, as you watch it as a kid, it sticks with you because you're like, that fucking took a turn. Yeah, that 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 was odd. That was odd. Yeah, but no, that's a that's a that's a great scene. I love it. Very good scene. Creepy, creepy shit. Whole movie a little creepy, but that in particular sticks out. All right. Yeah. So, what is on our list here to get into next? So, gonna be completely honest with you guys. That kind of ran through my planned out list. I could talk about some other bullshit if we, as as it comes to me. Uh, okay, Roger Rabbit. Good call. Okay, you remember Roger Rabbit, right? Of course. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I think I forget specifically what year it came out. I want to say ninety or eighty nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, and again, I'm bringing up the podcast Blank Check. So the idea of Blank Check is like if you if you hit with a movie early on. You can make a crazy fucking movie. Robert Zemeckis hit with Back to the Future. His blank check movie is this fucking insane movie called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This movie is not getting made today. I gotta ask you, like, did, was it a success? I, I don't even know. I think it. I think it was, but not on the level of Back to the Future. Not a lot of shit is on the okay. level of Back to the I, Future. I mean, I, I don't know how much it costs to make. I I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I it's think an, it's because uh, the thing is like. I can't think of another movie that was like it back then. You had cartoons with like people, like it's, humans in the, like in scenes together. It's a crime noir movie from like it's like a forties noir movie they, for they, children. A hundred percent, they do they do that. Yeah, yeah, but with cartoons. With cartoons, um, you got Valiant, the uh, the main character, um, great fucking British actor. I'm an asshole for not knowing his name. Looking it up. Oh, he played uh, Smee in Hook, right? Played Smee in Hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's he's Bob great. Hoskins. Yeah, Hoskins. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Bob Hoskins. Then you got Christopher Lloyd as the villain. Uh, Judge Doom. Great fucking name, dude. Great, great fucking name. Um, and I have to acknowledge him too because he he's great. Uh, his who name voiced is, uh, Roger? I, that's that's who I was gonna bring. Charles Fleischer. So I remember okay, this guy. I don't know. I don't know him. So I remember him from a not great <laughs> Disney Channel original movie called, um, I think, Real Genius, about a kid who's like a genius who plays hockey, who's like bad at hockey or something like that. Um, and Robert Fleischer. I, I, I have no recollection of that. Charles Fleischer plays like a um, a professor in that. Oh, fuck. I forgot about this. He was also a doctor in one of my favorite movies ever, A Nightmare on Elm Street. He plays a doctor at a sleep clinic. That uh, uh, okay. It's that thing of, um, we're going to study your daughter's dreams and okay. uh, see what okay. happens. Um, he's worked with Zemeckis a few times, it looks like, on the Polar Express. and I think he's a comedian, and he was like, famous for doing crazy voices. Oh, fuck. Was he in that awesome uh, Zodiac? He was a creepy guy in Zodiac, where it's a misdirection. You think Jake Gyllenhaal is about to get killed by him, and it turns out that he's just a weird movie guy. Hmm. 
But okay. for for Jake Joan Hall gets very oh fuck that's a movie that we're gonna have to cover at some point very good okay sorry about that so jumped off on a tangent there Roger Rabbit crazy fucking movie that exists um, Christopher Lloyd throughout the movie is he's spooky he's like a pale white guy wearing black you know that can't be good and his whole thing is like I fucking hate cartoons dude these things suck if you hang out with cartoons you're my enemy. And Bob Hoskins is sort of with him where Hoskins hates cartoons. He used to love them back in the day, but something bad in his past happened. We find out that Bob Hoskins' brother was murdered by a tune. Tune. The tune dropped a piano on his brother. Very funny, but tragic thing. Mm. Like that's, that's the whole movie, right? It's like a, uh, it's very funny, but kind of serious at the same time. Yeah. And I actually, I, I, I kind of forget the broad strokes of the plot. I think, like, the idea is they want to, a company wants to tear down Toontown to do a, um, to create a highway. A highway back in the day was, like, a crazy idea. Like, a road where you can drive 65 miles an hour and you cut know, through I, a you, town? You're make, Toontown. Toontown. Okay, it's a you're highway through Toontown. You want to watch this movie again. We watched, I, I think Christina and I watched it, like, a year ago or something. That's a lot of noir movies where it's, like, it's always, like, a conspiracy kind of thing of like a company wants to fuck over someone. And Have you seen Dick Tracy? No, I, but I've, I've heard of it. I mean, that's worth a watch. It's, it's pretty, it's cartoon. It's cartoon. It's like a comic book. It's completely cartoony. I mean, it's, there's it's, a comic book movie before comic book movies were cool. It's pretty ridiculous, but yeah. yeah, same kind of deal. One good scary scene that I'm forget that I forgot. The first time that we see dip used in Roger Rabbit. So dip is something that can kill cartoons. It's the only thing that can kill cartoons. Christopher Lloyd picks out this like cute little um, cartoon shoe. It's like a clown shoe. He puts on a rubber glove and you see how fucking scared the shoe is going into yeah, the dip. Yeah, yeah. And as it goes in, you just hear it like screaming and we're like making squeaky noises and fucking disintegrates. That and is a fucked up scene. I remember that. Yeah. It was making a squeaky sound. It's like making a squeaky, like... Like, kind of a... Uh, like, helpless squeaky sound. Yeah. It's like, fuck, who's this movie for? <laughs> like, it's like freaks yeah, you that, out. That was creepy. That was creepy. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, he is... He's scary as fuck. If Louis- he showed up in my house, he'd be more scary to me than, like, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Because... The eyes... Yeah, the eyes. So, towards the end of the movie, we kind of, Bob Hoskins kind of starts picture, kind of starts putting things together. I think Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd gets run over by a um, slow roller thing, like a, uh, I, I forget the machine that's called, a steamroller thing. And Lloyd is making insane fucking noises. Well, we, don't we find out that he is. A tune himself. He's a tune, and that's how they but find. But he it. was hiding it, right? He was hiding it. He's the tune that killed his brother. He's a tune, but he so but leading up to that, he's getting run over by the steamroller thing. He's like, oh, like insane noises. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after the steamroller goes over him, he is a cartoon paper thing. Yeah, that's right. His arms fold over a little bit, and Hoskins is like, "What the fuck? This guy should be dead." This is a true horror scene, by the way. I'm I'm scared talking about it. Lloyd gets up and he's 2D kind of thing, like, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Don't!" You? And he does a thing where he puts his thumb in his mouth and he kind of blows, <laughs> and then he starts like 
you know, he, he oh my god, he, he starts becoming three D again. His eyes pop out, and oh. his voice is very high. His voice becomes high, and he's like, "Don't you recognize me, Valiant? The tune that killed your brother?" And his eyes like become daggers at one point, and his hair is crazy. His hat's off, Ugh. and as you can tell, the scene stuck with me for 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 a while. It's <laughs> for a while, for a while, and it's a good showdown after that. But it's it's the ultimate of like, yeah, I killed your brother, and now I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. His, his eyes become swords at one point. Then I think he like draws a sword from. That's right. Oh my god. Yeah. I got to go back and rewatch that scene or that movie actually. It's That's... so fucking. It's so dark. <laughs> Jesus. Like we said, it's a noir movie for kids, and you know most kids watching that. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. They love Roger Rabbit, and they love seeing their f- their other favorite cartoons, like Mickey Mouse makes an appearance, Bugs Bunny makes an appearance, and all that good shit. But there's some uh, some other dark shit happening there. Like it just like movies were so much different back then, right? Like, like you said, that wouldn't that probably wouldn't be made like that again today. You know, like you had to have two different companies. There's, so WB owns like, uh, t- not tiny, uh, yeah, Tiny Toons and like Bugs Bunny and shit. Yeah. Then you had Disney that owns Mickey Mouse and all their cartoons. And well, would they be down to like have like a murderous cartoon? Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. You, you this, know what I mean? This, like Disney is not ma- letting this happen today. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Disney, and I, let's bring it up again. Blank check brought up um, at that time. Disney was kind of hurting. Like Disney's this like mega fucking thing that owns Marvel and they own everything now back then. They were kind of hurting for money almost. Like, so they yeah, were I more. I know that. That's interesting. Huh. They were more open to the idea of like, all right, we can we can mix. This is like easy money. Like it's yeah. a it's a team up movie, and we could make money for. Cause like, do they do any kind of team up shit now? Like, no, no, yeah. Why would unless they? Unless, unless they buy the property, and then they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Why would they like? They don't have to. Yeah, they. It's almost like becoming a monopoly at this point. They own Star Wars, Marvel. Um, National Geographic. Yeah, they own all that shit. So, yeah, they don't... Yeah, this, this is not happening with Disney right now. It's interesting, though. That's a good scary scene. I like it. I dig it. Cartoons are a good avenue for spooky shit. A lot of fucked up shit happens in cartoons. Even if you think about, like, uh, Looney Tunes, you know. They're violent as fuck back then. Oh, the for sure, dude. Like, Roadrunner, you know. I mean, how many times do we see an anvil fall on, like... <laughs> Fucking coyote's head. Well, you know? all that happens, dude, is you get a bump on your head, <laughs> and, and the bump knocks off the anvil. He falls off a cliff, or yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Like shit was definitely different back back then than it is now, and it's it is interesting to go back and look at it through our our corrective lenses. <laughs> well, they have to put you know if you're watching Disney Plus, they they put like warnings of like. Yeah, so this is the Muppet Show, but it had somewhat fucked up shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for our yeah, modern yeah. day yeah. sensibilities or whatever. A uh, a cartoon that doesn't get made for children now that did when we were younger, Ren and Stimpy. Ooh, yeah. So this is a show that we watched a lot. Uh, they kind of took the whole like Looney Tunes thing to the next level, right? They were like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, it was gross out humor. They had like booger stuff going on and fart shit. They had the the close up scenes were the best. You know, yes. it would be like a, it would be like a still picture. This is something that SpongeBob. I don't want to say stole, but they were very inspired by uh, yeah. the close ups of like yeah, you're right. It's like a very detailed 
like they'll show Ren being tired, but then they'll do a close up and he has like boogers hanging out of his eyes and not his eyes, his nose. His eyes are bloodshot. Like he looks like a drug addict or something. Yeah. Um, and Ren is a character that is, this isn't happening on uh, Nickelodeon today. He is a, an abusive, uh, fucking asshole who has like bouts of insanity. Uh, so and I well, think he's Mexican. He's like a Mexican Chihuahua <laughs> kind of thing. But he yells. He's always beating the shit out of Stimpy. It's a very abusive relationship. Um, the thing I always liked about that show, if you go back, like he goes fucking crazy. But not only that, they'll play creepy music in the background where it's very eerie. And it's just like yeah, yeah. It makes you not feel safe. <laughs> it's like yeah. I never, I never felt good after watching that show, but I liked it. Yeah. I I think I our felt mom, worse about the world after watching. Yeah, that show. and you're like, I, I, our mom didn't like us watching it, but she didn't really. They were very like, all right, there were, too, they, there were too many of us kids in that house for them to monitor what the fuck we were doing. If man. this is gonna get them to shut up for a half hour, yeah, then I'm gonna let them do that until yeah. they can go outside or whatever. If it's raining, yeah, things are things are different these days in general. Things are different, <laughs> yeah. They just fucking are. I'm not sure if you're getting these creepy moments in unexpected ways now. You what? You so you have a kid. You have a you have two kids. Yeah. Do you see I, any weird moments pop up in shit today, or is it kind of like? Um. Uh yeah. I mean, shit happens. Like, uh, you hear shit. Like, okay, so like uh, Austin told me this week. That's my son, by the way. He's he's gonna be four in a couple months. Um. <laughs> Some girl at school told him that she wanted to stab her mother with a knife. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We good. Oh, shit. No, nah, he's good. You good? Okay. Is your mic, mic still Is your mic still on? No. Is is it on? Say something. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Keep hello. on saying something. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Okay, good. God. Okay. We're so, keeping that in and we're doubling it. My phone jumped out of my pocket and knocked my mic to the side, actually. It's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was just so shook about what I was saying about my son. Um, One of his classmates said he wants, she wants to murder her, her parents? Well, she didn't say murder. She just said stab. And, and we're talking... Yeah, we're talking about like a like a four year old girl. Is this from watching a weird show or something? Or I, I don't know, man. It's weird. You is weird. So like, Emma talked to some people about it back there, um, like the moms, and apparently the other moms heard similar shit. And I yeah, some... I mean, but the the person's the kid, the kid's completely normal. So like I, yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I mean that's the kind of scary shit I hear. You know, that's pretty spooky. Yeah, I th- that that shook me a little bit. I was like, "Is there any weird things in cartoons today?" And there's oh, uh, <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> I mean, or like, it, have you watched a kids movie recently where, like, a Willy Wonka moment popped up? No, where, uh, but I mean, you know, he's really into Star Wars right now, and he loves when the Emperor dies. Like, <laughs> he loves the Emperor dying down the reactor shaft. Dar- uh, Darth Vader. I remember. I distinctly remember seeing Darth Vader for the first time, and it was. A scary moment, but it was a fun scary moment because I remember Dad. You mean his face? Like no, no, no. Uh, so the episode four when you first see him like show up uh, when he shows up for the first time, 
I remember watching that, and I remember Dad watching my reaction to Darth Vader. <laughs> it was a very fun thing of like Dad was like, he's seeing how sweet this is and how creepy. See, and like, uh, yeah, it was a cool. Now that I think about, it, no, that, that is fun. cool. Yeah, I, I I remember. I don't I don't remember seeing it for the first time, but the first time that I saw, I, I'm sure I thought this. Like when I first saw, uh, the man behind the mask, I was yeah. very disappointed. Yeah, he's a lame old white guy at that point. Yeah, like they couldn't make him a little more badass than that. Yeah, like, he, he kind of looks like a uh, like a, a half boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, what I mean? there was a cool tease before too. When uh, I think was it um, Empire Strikes Back? They show him at his back without his mask on. Yeah, and you see like burns and shit. You're like, oh, this looks sweet. Yep. And then you see his actual face, and it's like, oh, he's like a chubby old white guy. It's just yeah. I mean, he looks like you know. Fucking Joe, get off my lawn, neighbor. You yeah. Know, that's 67 years old. You know? And it's like, oh, this guy's supposed to be the most badass. Like, he didn't look very powerful to me, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, well, you know, it's history. So we, we digress. <laughs> Any other creepy uh, scenes you can think of? I'm trying to think of, uh, I don't know. Trying to come come up with something. I, there's like a lot of cartoon shit I could do, but that's kind of all similar. I could talk about like, so a, a movie that Christina and I and you love, uh, Stand by Me. And yeah, I, th- I love it. Love it. That's actually my favorite movie of all time. This is a movie I think we'll cover at length <laughs> at one point as part of a separate podcast. But the idea that um, I remember watching this with. I, I, it's one of those distinct memories I have of watching a movie for the first time. I, wa- I remember watching it in our basement, and you uh, you were like, yeah, get ready for an awesome movie. This is going to be sweet. Yeah. And we watched it, and the idea of it is scary. It's four kids trying to find a dead kid. The whole quest of like... They don't understand it. Like They don't understand what they're doing. That's yeah. that's part of it. Like they they know what they're doing, but they don't understand what they're doing. They have an idea, like an abstract idea of what they're trying to do. They want to find, they want to find a what they think is a treasure at that point. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, and and the the physical experience of when they actually do discover that what they what you know, assumed was a or thought was a treasure, is it's reality, man. It's a it's a dead kid, and like and it's just like one of them. And they have know? ideas of like. I don't know. They're like they're not like super interested in money. It's they're just like we'll get our names in the paper. We're gonna be famous. Like we're gonna be the shit. Yeah. Uh, Vern, who's like the, <laughs> you know, the chubby, the chubby. I say chubby in quotations. He's the chubbiest one, but he's not. You know, he's cute. not even. Yeah. I he's mean, got baby. It's another one of those things. Hollywood where he has ba- was weird at a certain point there, where they were like typecasting these like non-fat kids as like fat kids. He had, then- ba- he, had he had baby fat. He was not fat, and now he's like, uh, you know. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. Uh, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> he's still a stud at forty-five. Like, yeah, yeah. But he overhears his older brother. Uh, <laughs> I think his name is Eyeball. I think I, his name is Eyeball. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. Oh, so right. who's what's his? Oh, whatever. I forget. But so, Jerry O'Connell hears his older brother and Eyeball. I think no, I th- that. They they know where the dead kid is because they stole a car and they went joyriding. They saw it. They saw it. But they can't tell anybody because guess what? We stole the car. How do we get there? 
We can't explain it because it's like three towns over. And apparently it was impossible to get three towns over back in the 50s. It actually probably was. It was probably like a whole pain in the ass. It's probably a whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you're, I think, uh, Port. I think that was Portland, Oregon, where they were at. Mm -hmm. So the kids decide to take their, they go on a quest. And it's a whole, and, um, you know, I'm roping this in because I love this movie. But the idea of. It's uh, a coming of age thing. And coming of age is kind of fucking scary because. Uh, our, our main guy, I'm forgetting his name because I'm in They're all ass. going through like psychological. Gord, Gord, yeah, Gordy is like kind of a smart kid. He's like the writer, right? He's by far the smartest one. Chambers is also very intelligent. Chris, but Chris Chambers is smart, but he comes from a bad family. Yep. The other two are just kind of idiots, but they're, you know, they're good fun. Um, Vern and um, what's uh, Eddie. Yeah. Not Eddie. Fuck. That's <laughs> no, no. The Bernier. Uh, uh, what's his face? Is it? Um, oh fuck. I'm looking up right now. We're dicks. Teddy. Teddy. I yeah. got. I got. I got the E's confused. Teddy. Played by uh, uh, Corey Feldman. Corey, yeah, Feldman. Yeah. Corey. Yeah. So those two were kind of idiots, but they all separately in this movie go through their own kind of like crisis moment. Right? They have their moment of like. Life sucks. Uh, so, real real life horror thing. Um, Will Wheaton's character Gordy he loses his older brother in a car accident. Like the who's year, played by Cusack. Uh, <laughs> John Cusack. God damn it! Good call. Um, and it's one of those relationships where like the little brother. That was his whole world. Was his big brother? It was like uh, they were their best buds. You get the idea that John Cusack had other buddies, but Gordy is like that was his hero. Was his older brother? Who's like yeah, the football yeah, star at that, at that age? Yeah, yeah. Was, sure. uh, his older brother was very into Gordy writing. He's like, dude, you rule out writing. Keep on doing it. The parents. And who knows if that's how he was actually like? But that's how he yeah, saw you, him in the movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. good call. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, you know. Um, the parents are like all about the older brother being a football star. And again, I think it's football, right? Again, to my point, who knows if that's how it actually was mm-hmm. or if that's just what he was perceiving as uh, this kid um, that just lost his brother and their their parents just lost their, their son. So Good nightmare scene of Gordy is at his brother's funeral. And it's like, it's that weird um, lens of like... This is a perfect... This plays into our whole podcast. Mm-hmm. So this is how this is how we work it. So it's that weird lens of you can tell this isn't reality. If we're if I, I was watching it when I was like nine or ten, I'm like this is a dream, but it doesn't ruin it for me. Um, Gordy and his dad and everyone they're wearing black. They're they're seeing the casket go down, and Gordy's dad puts his hand on his son's shoulder, and what does he say, dude? He looks at him. And he said, "Should have been you." Should you should have been you, Gordon? Should have been you. Gordy wakes up in like a shock and is like, "Fuck!" But it goes back to that whole thing of earlier in the movie. Gordy is trying to like call to his parents and like, "Hey, where, where's my thermos or whatever?" Yeah, yeah. And the parents are just ignoring him. And a movie that Christine and I talked about, it. This is a very similar thing. Yeah, you know, King does that with his, like, uh, adults, like... The adults are assholes. Um, or they just, they're not they're not aware or something. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. It's like, it's a thing where, like, adults don't, um, they don't understand children in, in his movies. That's a scary thing that 
we see in Chris, where it's the adults kind of fail the children of like, it's a scary thing when you find out if when you're a kid that you can't always count on an adult. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and that, that's absolutely, that's goes with the theme here. Like Chris Chambers, his whole thing was, um, he was accused of, uh, stealing the milk money. Right. Yep. yep. Um, and Chris does confess to Gordy. He's like, yeah, I, I of course I stole the money. Of course I did. I had to, but, but what if I felt bad about it and I tried to give it back? Mm-hmm. And Gordy's like, no, fuck, no way you did. He's like, yeah, I gave it to Teacher X. I forget her name. And guess what? Teacher X showed up in a fresh dress the next day. And guess what? She did it because she knew she could get away with it. Because who would believe me? That's I'm an man. asshole kid. I come from the Chambers family. That's like a bad word in this town. Yep. One yep. of uh, Christina's favorite things is what Chris says. I wish I could just move away where no one knows who I am. Yeah, it's it's just a like like kind of crisis of identity thing of like I'm I come from shit, so I'm always going to be shit. Uh, I yep. I can't I can't be better than what my father was or what my older brother asshole eyeball Chambers is. Yeah, I mean that's it's. It's such a good fucking movie, man. I, it like I said, it's my favorite movie of all time. I think it's like such a complete movie from the beginning to the end. The whole thing. Funny scary movie. I mean, funny scary movie. Funny scary moment. The train. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Corey Feldman. What's his character's name again? Teddy. Yeah. He's well, fucking, there's two train moments. It's when funny. You think about it. It's funny about him. It's like so. His dad apparently was in the war. And it's almost like he's got the post-traumatic uh, uh, stress disorder. <laughs> yeah, it's al- it's almost like he's been to war. You there's know? child. There's yeah. There's chi- there's a lot of shit in this. Movie. Yeah, there's child abuse going on. There's a lot of child abuse going on in this. And yeah, but that scene, he wants to dodge the train. Like you know, it's you know, it's really funny. That part is a little scary in in itself. I was thinking of the other train scene too, where they're running from the train. Oh yeah. But yeah, so, but yeah, yeah. T- Teddy's trying to dodge the train, and it's, does Teddy want to die? We don't know. Like it, it's it's like you get the vibe that he doesn't care. He doesn't care if he dies. Like, or like not. he's reckless, right? Like yeah. Um, I mean that's that that, that scene scared the fuck out of me watching that. My heart was like, you know, River has to pull him out, and it's a whole thing where they're arguing. Like we'll we'll dodge five on the way home, bro. Like. He's like, like being such like the the you know mediator. Like, look, let's get past this moment and let's get to the next skin, moment, and skin, we'll figure this out later. Skin it, which kind of plays into his uh, his his his, uh, his like his demise. Yeah, he's trying to mediate and get stabbed in the throat. Um, he died almost instantly. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Dreyfus does such a great job of narrating that movie. Man, I I almost think we need to do a whole cast on the Justice movie. Yeah, we will. We should do that. We're, I think we'll have to do a separate because we've I, really gone off the rails here. Yeah, this is just this has been a real free for all. Free for all, bro. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why we called that. Wow. Love all right, it. I'll do one more movie. All right, let's hear it. It's a movie Christine and I love a lot. I'm sure you do too. Scrooged. Bill Murray. Yeah, I mean, classic. 1993. I want to say. Uh, looking, looking up now. Very off the cuff, guys. All right. So, 
God damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, I was off, dude. 1988, the year of my birth, by the way. <laughs> so it's they called it a Christmas comedy directed by Richard Donner. Name that comes up a few times. He directed The Omen. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Directed The Goonies. Pretty uh, Superman. So, you know, he knows his shit. Um, the cool thing about Scrooge, it's obviously you got the awesomeness of Bill Murray being funny as shit. Yeah. I mean, Bill Murray is just a... Some people don't get Bill Murray, and I don't get those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, to me, is just a comedic genius. Man, and you know what, dude? We grew up after his like SNL run. We fucking did, dude. And I mean, that's he, I'm sure we've missed a ton of awesome Bill Murray SNL shit. I mean, there's there's certain like SNL dudes that I I, I admit that I don't get, like uh, uh, Belushi. I, I really don't. I like his humor to me never made me laugh. I've wa- I've gone back and watched. His yeah, shit. I mean, that might be a generational thing where we just don't we can't. Like I, I wasn't a big. Uh, I think it is, dude. I, I honestly, I think I've, I've seen a uh, Chevy Chase SNL stuff. And I just uh, and he was huge on SNL. I know he's used on the same he, way. He broke out so big. I and I, I'll say this: I like Chevy Chase in um, the vacation movies and stuff. I just the comedy wasn't hitting for me. The comedy was different back then. I yeah. guess people thought things were were funny. But but that being said, like Bill Murray kind of transcended that whole thing for me. I always thought he was funny, and he spans like. Fucking what five decades at this point? Like, I'm maybe trying to think. At least yeah. four. I'm trying um, to think of the the first Bill Murray thing I've had to see had to have been Ghostbusters, right? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent Ghostbusters. Peter Venkman. Um, he's just got this like dry kind of humor about him, and he just says really smart shit. Um, I he, follow him on Twitter. He says smart shit on Twitter. That's funny as fuck. Uh, he's, like, he had a whole resurgence with uh, not PTA Wes Anderson. The Royal Tenenbaums and shit, like, yeah. Actually, when I was, when that I kind of like, played into his strengths. The, when those, I was like nine, and, when I was younger, he was like in that was like his dry spell of movies. Then he got, he got big with Wes Anderson again. Then he did that movie, um, Philazuzu, uh, Lost in Translation. And well, then Lost got, in Translation was, I mean, I, honestly, that was huge. and that, that's with uh, C- C- Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. What's her name? Sophia uh, Coppola. Sophia Coppola. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was, he's great in that movie. I, that's 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 the one that kind of like oh yeah, Bill Murray's like pretty good, <laughs> like I not mean, just, just not just being funny, but like he was a, a good actor in that movie. And like I don't know, I I actually really like that movie. That's a lot of people don't like that movie. I, think I, ne- I never actually saw it. I think it's a great movie. Um, but he did a lot of a lot of those types, like the Royal Tenenbaums. He also did a um. What's the Phil Zusu one? Um, uh, I think it's the Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. I saw I, that in the theater. It's like such a wild, wacky movie, and he's just so him in it. It's he's so good, and you take that and you put it into a what was at the time a modern um, Christmas Carol. It was like the the late eighties, where like and, and we talked about this before the greed of the 80s like the excess oh, uh, yeah. and he is cocaine money the, the gordon gecko thing greed yep. is good um yep. excess all that shit rules yep he's like a sleazy tv executive yep and you know it's a classic thing of it's one of it has to be the most adapted story of all time a christmas carol it's been adapted to so, it's like so many different things even like <laughs> that dumb movie with <laughs> mcconaughey 
girlfriends. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ghosts of girlfriends past. Like, yeah. it, it stretched that far. That movie should be destroyed and <laughs> never seen again. Just buried. But, yeah. <laughs> so the, the cool thing about Scrooge is, though, there is like, the, the, there, there's some weird l- leftover, like, 80s practical effects. Like the ghost of Christmas Future when he opens his, like, uh, robe. You see, like, the souls of dead, or like, you know, these creatures, they're puppets, and they're, like, reaching out. Yep, yep. And Bill Murray's like, this is a little scary. We might get some calls about this. I don't know about, and, like, he doesn't get it that, like, no, this is a real ghost of Christmas past or Christmas future. He's, he's just, just he thinks he's going up with a the, a really good prop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh you get the weird uh scene in it's after the ghost of uh, Christmas present who beats the shit out of him. I don't know if you remember this. He she batters the shit. It's not scary, it's just funny. What is her fucking name? I mean it's she, it's, Okay, she. I think she's a comedy gal. I forget her name. She's a great. She's actor. definitely a comedy gal, hundred percent. She does um, this weird thing with it. She's like does a pixie thing with her voice, like, and she just her voice is so annoying. But it's her- it's one of the few times where uh, <laughs> I guess not one of the few times. There's always that comedy thing of like um, the honeymooners, like I might hit you, lady, and that's what. <laughs> That's what Bill Murray's doing the whole time, but he just keeps on getting got by the girl, and she's just fucking him up. Yeah. Um. She actually, <laughs> she does it for no reason at certain points. Yeah, point. she's like, just like, <laughs> we need to make your cheeks rosy and slaps him in the th- like, you know. Also, yeah. And it's, there's weird corners of that movie where, like, the, the the big one is where Bill Murray is getting burned alive. His feet are actually fucking on fire. Well, so well, he's, he's in the box, right? Like, he's, he's in the box. He's about to get cremated. At first, he thinks his. Brother. And by the way, we're we're at a scene where you know it's like he's uh it's a, a ghost of future, right? And he's seeing himself die, like well, he's seeing like a casket go into it. At first, he thinks it's his younger brother Jimmy, or I think he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he finds out that it's him, and he's trying to stop it, right? He's and, trying. To... And, and by the way, that place was creepy in and of itself. Yeah, it's a big. Uh, no crematorium looks like this. But it's a great movie crematorium. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that's a scary moment. What is it? Don't let them burn me, Jimmy. Don't let them burn me. I could picture me saying that like a little bit. And then bitch. he's in a casket getting yeah. burnt all of a sudden. His Dude, and if you watch that, if you go back and watch that, I distinctly remember this because we rewatched it for Christmas last year. That's him in the casket. His feet are on fire there. Like, I, it's one shot. It, it goes it's from, amazing. It goes from, unless there's some genius cut that I'm not seeing. But it, it pans from his feet to uh, Bill Murray's face, and he's banging on. Yeah, the, I mean that's like honestly that that is one of my biggest fears being locked in like a little little cast buried, buried buried alive or burned alive. Oh yeah, Bur- man. I this mean, is kill, buried slash burned alive. The Kill Bill scene where she's trying to like get out of that little uh, uh, she's bra- buried alive. That 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 is scary as fuck to me. Like, but she trained herself how to break wood with like a small. I, I mean, obviously, I couldn't do that. I'd be I'd be dying in there. Yeah, that would have sucked. In that box. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's who. Holy moly. Oh, yeah, I meant to bring that. Herman, um, so, one of the funny parts of the movie where Bill Murray has a mini mental breakdown and he tries to go see his ex-girlfriend at who works at like a homeless shelter or something. And he's talking to himself. He's like going crazy. He's like, and I'll get her to appreciate me. And... But it's like he goes on and on, and eventually he walks into the uh, hostel or whatever. Oh, 
Oh yeah, her mom and, is now. And uh, a lady puts a blanket over him, and she's like, "Oh, you're all you're all crazy, child. Warm up." And he gets surrounded by what are like the regulars of the homeless shelter. Yep. One of them is Mrs. Fratelli from the Goonies. Oh fuck, I didn't know that. Wow. And I think this was Don't throw mama off the train. Yeah, her. I think she kind of passed away shortly after, but obviously Richard Donner was a she, fan of her. She had a great voice, man. Great voice. Um but uh yeah, it's it's one of those things where for a second you think Bill Murray might just go crazy for the rest of the movie cuz he's like he's being joined by the group of of <laughs> other people. The, the regulars of the homeless shelter and you see Herman who's like he calls him dick he's like he does call him dick. like he but I don't think he actually knew him I think no he, he doesn't know him he's like yeah, yeah. He, he might he thinks he knows him he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. can you recite Hamlet for us dick I, I told my buddy about it and I, I thought you were so good was and, this shot in New York by the way I, I think it was in New York uh, or maybe yeah. or Chicago one of those it's either New York, or, New York or Chicago yeah okay after after the uh, ghost of Christmas present Bill Murray lands like under a sewer, and we see a frozen. I know that scene's kind of creepy too. Fr- oh, what, what's his name, he, Christina? He has a conversation. Her- frozen Herman. He has a conversation with Herman as he's frozen and dead. And yeah, it's like, yep, and he's upset. Yeah, he's upset. you'd be looking a lot better. I'll tell you that you have a better killer. I'll tell you that. All right, Herman, how do I get out of here? And yeah, so it's you know, talking to the talking to a corpse, spooky. But, it's a good one, man. It's a good one. Yeah, good flick. I think uh, I think we're towards towards the end here of our. I I think we could do another episode if we come up with more examples. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean this this is a thing that happens in a lot of movies. I think so. we're at the iceberg. Here. I think There's, we should definitely do a part two. Um, yeah. You came up with these ones. I'll come up with some, and we'll do a part two. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Those uh. These kind of stick with me because you know you don't you don't think you're getting into spooky shit like you think you're getting into one thing and you get get something different. I mean, we we went down some rabbit holes here. I mean, we, we did. We we uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we 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 there was like seven degrees of connections here with movies and shit we did. We even got into Indiana Jones for a second. And that's that one. I want to throw that out there. And they have a creepy scene in there. We can't get into that now, but that's yeah. Be we'll, on, we'll, we'll that'll be in that part one. two. Also, dude, you could do fucking temple too. I know. Oh, yeah. te- temples in there. I mean, we honestly, you could do all the Indiana Jones. Yep. So there's creepy scenes in all of them. So how about that, guys? That's shit. a little tease for you, baby. Got a little teaser, motherfucker. Also, we could do. We could fuck with Mortal Kombat a little bit. I think. Oh, I can fuck with MT, uh, Mortal Kombat for sure. Yeah, there's, there's some spooky shit there. New Mortal Kombat's coming out. Yeah. On HBO Max. Yep. Looks really goofy, but uh, Mortal Kombat is goofy. So That's coming out like soon, right? Next week or something? I think like, yeah, that might be next week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be watching that motherfucker. I'll watch it. It'll be good. Yeah. I mean, it might not be good, but I'll like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it, so it's yeah. all good. All good. All right, man. You got uh got any potent thoughts? No, I mean just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little research uh, for part two. Uh, I'll bring some shit back to the table, and we'll do this again. We'll run it back, man. We'll run it back, run it back. I think this was pretty good, though. I mean, it's a good start. It was a good uh, yeah, yeah. We went to some. It's mostly places. kids. It's kids movies that have weird shit in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, so, I don't know. I guess uh, if we have nothing else, I'll just remind everybody to stay spooky. See you, bitches. Hmm. <laughs>